If you ever wished you had a guide to help you navigate the complex world of online marketing with basic frameworks and basic actions, then this is the podcast you've been looking for. I'm your host and guide, Brad Parnell, with a decade plus experience working with startups to global brands. I've got insights and actions for you. I can't wait to share with you. Let's go to today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of Be a Better Marketer. I'm your host, Brad Parnell. I've got a special guest with me, Paul Bustamante with Miramar Flooring Solutions. Paul, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, so I, obviously with Flooring Solutions, people probably get what you do, <laughs> but I'd love just kind of as a quick intro, um, tell everyone a little bit how you got started in the flooring business. Uh, well, I, uh, I fell into the uh, flooring business by accident. Um, long story short, I applied for a job at Marazzi Tile, which was the number one leading uh, manufacturer in the world of ceramic tile. I uh, got on with them and uh, stayed there for 14 years. Ended up getting out of the business, and I call it the dark side. I came to the dark side, the installation side. And so when we uh, when I started the business, our forte was flooring. But as I, as anybody in the flooring business will tell you, you can't just go into a house and do flooring. They want you to do paint. They want you to do cabinets. They want you to do walls. And if you can't do all of them, chances are you're not going to win the bid. So needless to say, I'm not just a flooring expert. I'm also paint expert, roofing expert, fence expert. So uh, kind of that's really how I got into the business. Just yeah. by, uh, so, so your initial expertise in flooring, do you, uh-huh. still, do you still think that kind of that's your main area of focus? If someone asks you kind of what's your expertise, you're the that, flooring expert. Absolutely. I try to stick with flooring if that's all I can do. Uh, I would love it, but as I stated, it's hard to just do flooring. But yeah, flooring is my expertise. Yeah. So you were you were telling us something really interesting today about how things in the showroom might not always look as they appear when they actually get in someone's home, and that was a really kind of an epiphany moment for for me, and kind of enlightened me on on that process. Never even thought about that of going to look at something in the showroom being different than maybe what's on the floor. Walk walk through maybe kind of that that process. Why should why should someone looking looking for floors, kind of beware of just making a decision based on the showroom. Yes, whether it be carpet, whether it be vinyl, tile, wood, uh, your lighting is going to be different in a uh, commercial area versus the housing area. So when a person is looking at a tile and they see the hues of gray, hues of beige, in a fluorescent light or LED light, it brightens up more. But when you take it to your house and you stick it in a dark room, or in a room, there's a lot of lighting, it's going to fluctuate in, in looks. And I've had it happen, happen many a times when a person picked out a tile or a carpet, we installed it, they seen it in their lighting and they didn't like it. Just too many, too many different variances from a commercial lighting and home lighting. Yeah. So it's, it's big. And as I was telling you earlier, it's, uh, I think it's very important when people pick out material for their housing that you take it to the actual house and put it up against your paint on your wall, your lighting, your cabinets. So it's huge to take out flooring to the house first before you install it. Yeah, that's good. So those of you listening, if you're looking at floors, take Paul's advice. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you you look at it in your home with your lighting, or you could be very disappointed. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've had it happen. Oh man, everything looks better in the showroom, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So what, what, Paul, would you say, what routines or disciplines have you adopted or had to adopt in your life to, to be, a, be a successful entrepreneur, successful businessman? You know, uh, a lot of time, many hours a day, uh, and that's with any business, um, especially starting off as, as a new business owner like I was. You have to, you, you know, you're doing your books, you're doing your estimates, um, you're doing all your invoicing. So time away from your family. If I had to say there was one downfall with having your own business is time away from your family. A lot of time away from your family. So some people that do get into the business end up losing their family. Um, so I would recommend to do a lot of research uh, when you start a business and make sure that you have the time to do it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, you know, that just the concept of, of balance, like work-life balance, family balance? Do you think as an entrepreneur, is that, is that a, do you see that as a fictional thing or is that something that can actually be, be achieved and have a good balance? I think it can be achieved in different uh, trades. Uh, the trade I'm in, I get phone calls all times of the night and it's hard to shut off your phone. Uh, when I was in sales for a major corporation, uh, as a sales rep, I used to say, if you're working, I'm working because if a customer call you calls you and you don't answer the phone, they're going to call the next salesperson. So it's tough in my industry and a lot of other industries that if you're not available to answer the phone at all times of the day, you could lose business. Wow. Wow. And hopefully with a little bit of, of automation, um, that can be saved some. I know. Man, I, I, I'm hoping that you guys save my life. <laughs> so what you don't know is when we when we just set you up on Genie Rocket today, we have a little feature we turned on that's called an auto auto call text back or a missed call text back. So if anyone calls your new number and it's a missed call or goes to voicemail, it'll automatically send them a text. Nice. And say, "Hey, this is Paul from Miramar Flooring. How can I help?" And so it like engages them and at least. To, an automated hear text voice. conversation. Okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. And so that's what we're seeing a lot of too, right? And this isn't obviously a commercial for Genie Rocket, but sometimes with that automation, you know, people are expecting a response back. Mm -hmm. But what we found is sometimes when you can do those like personalized automated responses back, you right. know, if if James is calling you and you don't answer and the message back is, um, you know, hey, James, sorry, Mr. Call. How can we help? He at least maybe feels a little bit of pressure relief knowing like, okay, someone's actually responded to me can start a conversation. <laughs> it might that's not be great. finished right away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a problem whenever you're just tied constantly to that phone. That's a, that's scary. We were talking about pagers earlier, right? It's like back in the day with pagers. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like 24 seven availability, at least to be buzzed. Right. <laughs> that's great. So, so this is a marketing podcast. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you've seen work for you in the past with marketing and it doesn't have to be like digital marketing. I mean, marketing could be anything from just doing great work and having people talk about you or networking events, but what have you seen that has worked for you in marketing for your flooring business? You know, I have not used a lot of marketing and um, the reason why I have tried, I have tried some companies that um, they were the companies, the first time caller, you know, they're going to call you and they're going to give you this big spill. We're going to give you all this business. And you never hear from them again. And in my business, as busy as I am, I don't have time to call them and mess with them. So I let it linger on for months and months and months before I got rid of it. But my biggest marketing is word of mouth. So 
80% of my business is all referral uh, callbacks. So you guys are going to be the first ones. Oh, boy. So on the next podcast, I'll be able to tell how good you guys are. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well, the fun thing for today for you, Paul, and this is a new record for us, is he came in this morning and we already have Facebook ads live by like 3.30. So by 2.30? Oh, boy. Logan's over here giving me some hand signs. Luckily, they're not baseball hand signs. Or I would not know what they mean. <laughs> but we got we got a video shot edited, posted live um, by two thirty. So we're we're hoping to give him a high five to get a lead or two in before he leaves today. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, I hope that's a good thing that we got it done in record time, and not oh. a bad thing. Oh no, it is. We've we've perfected the process. Good, that's good. Yeah, good, so good. it it works great. Um, so wonderful. So word of mouth and referrals have been awesome, and honestly, I mean. That's the best kind of marketing, right? You do great work oh, yeah. and people talk about it and they that's want right. to refer their friends and family. And right. that's awesome. What has, have you done anything that just hasn't worked before? You've said, Hey, I'm going to try like direct mail or Google ads or anything before that just, you feel like fell flat on its face. Well, I don't want to put these companies names out there. You don't just say the name. But, of the company. Uh, I've used some, uh, some companies here locally that we had to pay for, for leads. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you pay for them leads, they don't just charge you. They, they Well, they don't just send the lead to you. They'll send it to two to three other um, contractors like myself. Mm-hmm. And then you go on a bidding war. So whether you get a hold of them or not, you're getting charged. And, you know, you can get charged up to 150 bucks per lead and multiply that times three. Yeah. And, uh, and these leads can go on. If you leave the leads on in the app, they will send you up to 15 leads a day and you may not get a hold of one of them. That's a big bill. Yeah. You can spend, you can spend up to two to three grand a week Yeah, and, and not close anything. So, uh, people that are listening to this probably know the company I'm talking about, but like I said, I'm not going <laughs> to mention their name. So yeah, unfortunately there's a lot of that, um, kind of that, that pay per lead or, uh, yeah, multiple people get the same lead list. And, right. You know, by the time you call the person, they're like, I've already been called four mm, times. Right. <laughs> don't want to speak to anybody don't, else. Don't want to talk to anyone else. How did you get my number? Uh, that, that's the beauty, too, of, you know, whenever you're generating your own marketing leads in your own system is you're attracting people to your business. We're attracting people to Paul and Paul's personality and Paul's business and Paul's value proposition, not a generic pitch that sucks in leads right. and then spits them out to eight different eight different contractors or eight different right, people. Right. Um, and that, that's why we love doing this too, is we not only get to know entrepreneurs and business owners, but really figure out what are you really passionate about and what's the problem you're solving and then how to connect you with people that have that problem. Right. And not just a generic. Well, it was a great concept as, as I was watching you, you guys work and your minds going, um, I thought it was awesome to see that. Yeah. Well, the real fun stuff comes in the results and we get to, to high five and be like, Hey, we just got leads and we, we just had a call with one of our clients. Um, I think is that like 124 leads in a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, three weeks, three weeks, but 124 leads. She's happy. <laughs> really? What, what type of business is it? Um, so she is in a, uh, a health coaching business. So it's more oh. kind of like consulting. Um, but she went from zero to 124 in three weeks. Nice. And I think her, her, Average cost per lead is like a dollar something. Really? Yeah, not $300 <laughs> or $150. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
What would you say, Paul, is the hardest decision you have had to make in your business? Uh, that's a good question. Um, probably the hardest decision that I've made so far is uh, being a flooring store. A lot of times, uh, most flooring stores have uh, showrooms. So when when uh, Corona hit and we went into uh, quarantine, I had to shut my my showroom down, mm. and uh, it was scary at first because that's where you take your customers to show them products. Um, but about two months after, tell you the truth, my business shot up, not having the uh, uh, the showroom, so it eliminated the overhead and my business got better. Uh, but it also allowed me to be more intimate with the customers because I was going directly to their houses with samples, laying it on their floor so they could see the color, and uh, they're not in my showroom. So uh, it being a hard decision to shut it down, but it kind of it's kind of worked out. So I, I would say probably shutting the showroom down is probably the hardest decision I had to make. Yeah, I bet that I bet that felt pretty light to cut off that expense. Oh man. <laughs> Not no, have that hanging behind you. I, I think about it now at the time, it seemed like it was a hard decision, but now, um, and the problem you have now is you have so many online flooring companies. Uh, you have the big box stores like Nebraska furniture Mart that has everything. Um, floor and decor is another one. And they're huge right now. They've came into the market and taken a lot of, pro of, uh, a share of the market and uh, cut out a bunch of us little guys that had the little mom and pop showrooms. But um, anyway, the business has been good and uh, I'm just excited to see what you guys are going to do for me. Oh yeah. We're excited too, man. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's great. So if, if you could have a time machine and go back to your younger self, knowing what you know right now, what advice do you think you would give to yourself? Um, probably research. Um, it's always easy to jump into a business. Um, and I tell guys to this day that want to start a business, do research. And once you figure, once you think you found out everything, do more research. Second time you think you figured it all out, do it one more time. If you get it the third time, then it's good. It's, uh, if I had to go back and do it again, I may not have started this company. Mm, wow. Just knowing the amount of money. I spent probably 200000 getting this business started. And that was uh, building your showroom out. Uh, I had a shell building, so I had to go in and, and do everything. Uh, the samples didn't cost me nothing. Um, but, uh, yeah, research. Research is everything. Go knock on the door and ask somebody that owns the company that you're doing. Mm. Just question them. See if they'll give you some information. A lot of times they will. So if you weren't doing flooring right now, what do you think you'd end up doing? I'd probably still be in sales, somewhere selling flooring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're good at something, you stick with it. Now, like I said, I, I came to the dark side. I came to the installation side, which is a different beast. And like I said, if I did my research on it, Back then, when I when I started the company, I probably would have never opened up. Yeah. 
I think I think that's really good advice. I think from the mentorship side, if you're looking at getting into a business and there are some unknowns, not just looking online, but really finding people that are doing it and in it and where you want to be. Right. And just getting getting clear insight. Hey, what are what are the pros? What are the cons? What are some of the roadblocks? What should I be prepared for? So I think no matter what you do as an entrepreneur, no matter what, you're going to face some sort of hardship. You're going to face challenges. You just have to be equipped mentally for those and oh, yeah. to know, <laughs> hey, am I, am I ready to take on these challenges? Do I love this industry enough, serving these people enough, helping enough people to be able to overcome these setbacks that I'm probably going to face that are not fun? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we all know it's not, it's the, the saying of you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's and right. Entrepreneurs, we yes. have to get pretty uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not always peachy. Yeah. So in, in all, how, how many, you've been in the industry doing this for about 27 years? I've been in the flooring industry for 27 years. I've had my, my company since 2014. Very cool. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is the biggest thing? If you could point to one thing that's helped you continue just to stay in the game, not give up and keep doing what you're doing, what would that be? Um, I'm not a quitter and that's my problem. That's my downfall. I don't know when to quit. So I take that extra step, even though, I mean, I was down and out at one time in this company where I was about to lose everything. And, uh, I, 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 my wife told me to quit, do something, get back into the, to the nine to five and I don't have quit in me. So that's a downfall for me. There's no quit. And it could be a good thing too, but sometimes you have to, to have to give it up. So I think what you guys are doing for me now will give me an extra boost to stay in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very admirable. I think as entrepreneurs, there's always a reason to quit, right? You, you talk oh, yeah. to the most successful people in business and, you know, they all have times where they could have easily quit. Something went sideways, something didn't go right. Like they could have lost everything, but it's the ones that stay in the game yeah. that reached those milestones. I think there's, there's a concept um, in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he talks about, uh, I think it's, it's either three feet from gold or six feet from gold. I think it's six feet from gold. But he talks about this, uh, this guy that was basically mining for gold. And he, he spent all of his money getting all the equipment, digging for gold during the gold rush. And he, he quit. He got exhausted. He quit. He sold off all of his equipment, went on to do something else. The person that bought his equipment hired a company to like help really pinpoint where where the gold might be and where that one miner was digging he was six feet away from literally striking gold and it was like a multi multi-million dollar like gold mine that this guy just walked away from i think that's where <laughs> where it goes in i say do your research yeah if he would have got help there like you go. the second company did he could have been there that's it no that's it I can't imagine. I can't imagine the feeling that, that once that guy found out he was just six feet away <laughs> before he gave up. But I think you know that's the that's that mindset though. I love the, the don't quit because if we if we know usually whenever we have an opportunity to quit, that means that something great is right around the corner. Right. And if we stick in the game, I'm sure like you've seen when you stick in the game, about to lose everything, everyone's telling you to quit. You stick it out, push through. There's something good on the other side. Well, I'll give you a prime example. When we did go in during the pandemic, when we went into quarantine, 
a lot of foreign, large foreign companies went out of business. I mean, they couldn't sustain the, uh, the overhead anymore. And the smaller people like me started picking up that business. So sometimes the smaller guys can afford to stick around a little bit longer than the big guys. Yeah. So, and, and another prime example was today as we were doing, uh, as you were questioning me on all the, I got a text message from a builder that I've been working on for two years and they finally called me today and said, let's talk. Wow. So there you go. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Got to stick in it. Stick with it. I love it. Yeah, that that reminds me of something else. Um, we we see a lot, and it's so important. It's just the the, the follow up. You know, people might not be ready now, but having people in a system and be persistent, being persistent, and doing it in a professional way. You know, right. it's, it's hey, I'm going to check in with you in a few weeks or in a month because we understand. Hey, now might not be the right time, but when when there is the right time where you need this service. I'm going to be your guy. Yep. And so I think that's so important of, you know, we're, we're working with people right now that are generating lots of, you know, people and not all of them are ready to buy immediately, but they might be able to buy ready to buy eventually. Yeah. So we can't discount that. Well, you stayed pretty persistent with me when you kept trying to, <laughs> when you kept coming after me and I finally gave in, I'm like, I wish this guy would quit calling me. Hey, but now, but now you're here. We're going to do good. some great things. It's good. You, you, hey, you did your job. You did your job. Matter of fact, I was thinking, I said, man, maybe I need to hire this guy to work for me. <laughs> yep. I love it, man. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's funny. It takes sometimes the like eight to 10 touch points, you know, mm-hmm. just um, that passion follow up. And you can only really do that if you have true conviction that you can help someone, right? Yeah. If you know that there's someone that needs flooring and they're about to spend a lot more money, they're about to go through the pain of waiting way too long when you can take care of them a lot faster and they're probably going to buy from a showroom and be disappointed. You're helping yeah. them avoid that pain. So it's almost the like, hey, let's just have a conversation so you don't have to go through that pain. There you go. There, <laughs> there you should go. be some good conviction there. There you go. All right, Paul. So tell people here where if, if they're interested in just learning more about you or maybe they're like, hey, I'm looking. I need a good flooring guy and want to connect with someone that actually cares and knows what they're doing that's going to be professional. <laughs> How can they how can they connect with you? How can they find you? Uh, you can go to my website at www.miramarflooringtexas.com and uh, you can reach out on the on, there's a, there's something on there you can reach out to me. Awesome. Or you can call me at 469-328-4942. Boom, there you go guys. Um, Personal number right there. There you go. There you go. We'll we'll put that in the show notes as well so if you guys are interested, we'll also put a link to the uh, funnel that we built for Paul today too that That'd be nice. You can kind of see how funnels work. If you're curious of like, what is a sales funnel or what does a real one look like? You can actually see it there in action yeah. and fill out your information there too. Um, Paul, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a, a pleasure interviewing you. This is your first podcast. First one. You first did great. One. Where do I listen to it at? <laughs> I'll send you a link and you can subscribe to it. All right. Share it with your friends and family. Um, that's great. So everyone, thanks so much for listening. This has been Be A Better Marketer. You've been listening to the interview with Paul Bustamante with Miramar Flooring Solutions, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, so if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate and review and share this podcast. It would mean the world to me. So if you could write a quick review, give it a five-star rating, and then if there's anyone you think that could be inspired or motivated by this lesson, please share it. That's how we grow, and thanks for your support.